As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be. Oh man, it's eight o'clock. And so that'll make it a. I don't need the spotlight. I shine just fine. Hi, I'm Karma, and yes, I am a bitch. Rob Bros. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav. Actually, you know what? Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Brav Bros. I am your co-host, Steel Russell, joined, as always, by the one and only Weekend McGee. What's up, Scoots? The boys are having coffee in the morning, and for once, this actually aligns with when you're... Well, no, actually, it doesn't. Fuck. I was going to say this aligns with when you're listening to the podcast. You yeah. always do, like, good afternoon, good evening. No, because this isn't coming out until 1230 today. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so it's going to be afternoon by then. Ah, so close. We're getting there. We are certainly getting there. But, uh, yeah, the weekend is here. Mm-hmm. I'm in a much more cheerful mood. Yeah, you were noticeably brighter when you walked into my house today. I don't know if that's a compliment. I'm still waiting. You you say that you compliment me all the time. I haven't gotten one in a little while. I don't want one now. It's uh, forced. Now it's forced. Yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, inviting yeah. yourself to a party. Yeah, I was. I walked in. I was just straight popping it. You I didn't. think I said yeah, you, you're in a much better mood. Is that not a compliment? Or is that just like so. a statement yeah, of fact? I think that's a statement of fact. Yeah, that's fair. And it's true. It's very true. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're uh, we're getting ready to break down the Miami reunion. I didn't fucking know that there's a second part that just came out. I, I read that completely wrong. I thought it came out next week. You thought they did two and three next week? I thought two and three were next no, Thursday. next Thursday. So two was last night. So this is part one. Weird. Why? This is part one. Part two will be on Monday. Yeah. So I don't know why they do this to us. Our part two recap will be Monday. Not Yeah. So if you're like us and you haven't watched it, don't watch it until Sunday. And then you can listen to us Monday. Yeah, sure. Or just, you know, do you and live your life. Nope. (laughs) You do what we say. This is our podcast. I I feel like this is a weird, weird road to go down. Yeah. Power struggle. Um. But no, yeah, feeling great today. Yeah, we got a we got a boys date on Sunday. Me, shoots, and one of our other close friends are going to see Dune Two. Very excited about that. So we got a lot to look forward to this weekend. It's a beautiful sunny day. We have no lights on here, so you can see on the podcast. Just beautiful natural lighting. If you're watching on YouTube, just yeah, natural lighting. We're feeling the vibes. That's March. It's like spring. It's March. It's like 38 degrees out, and uh, it's nice out. It's not like a cold. It's just because it's sunny, and I know that I'm going to get hot sitting here. I've got my all black outfit on today. Yeah, with your six skull and crossbones knitted hat. I'm a pirate. What? I don't know. Arr. Arr. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this is why we don't podcast in the morning. We're too chipper. Yeah, I know. Uh, especially when I'm working from home at <laughs> working from home, you know, Friday morning. Um, don't tell my boss. No, tell my boss. Um, but yeah, that's chaos. <laughs> but like I said, the boys have coffee. This is what happens. Steele actually typically drinks coffee throughout the day, and I don't know how he does it. I'll drink. I'll have a cup of Joe like six or seven p.m. It might have something to do with your terrible sleep schedule. It doesn't. Did you ever think about that? Before I had such a fucked up sleep schedule, I still drank coffee late into the day, and I was still able to fall asleep. So, and my issue is not falling asleep. I can fall asleep with the best of them. I can fall asleep right with now. With the best of them. Yeah. With the best sleepers, you know, I'm up there in falling asleep stats. Okay. My staying asleep stats are subpar. They're not great. I'm the opposite. Oh, you- yeah. I can Once I fall asleep, I stay asleep and I don't want to wake up. And I have a hard time falling asleep. Now, once I'm asleep, I wake up quick. And once I'm awake, once I stand up from being like asleep, as soon as I'm out of bed, yeah. I'm up. I'm uh, that, that's how I am. I, I never go back to bed. But no, no. I mean, I'm not like groggy. I'm just like I'm up. Once I'm up, I'm up. Oh, I'm still groggy as hell. But I, uh, I do this thing where I manually breathe at night. Where oh, I'm, like, no. very aware of me breathing. It's so fucking. That's annoying. awful. It's the worst. Dude. Is that like after an edible, or is that just like no? Every like time. I, it doesn't really matter. I, I think it it gets exacerbated if like I smoke or if I take an edible or something at night. But. Uh, no, I just do it. I don't know. That's awful. I'd rather like relive my worst memories. You know how people do that where it's like, <laughs> yeah, I could have I could have won this argument when I was nine years old with my mom and I'm thinking about that at one o'clock in the morning. No, I don't do that. I just focus on my breathing, which is awful. That's ter- do you have like a white noise machine or anything? Yeah, I listen to rain noises. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And, and you're self breathing, you psycho. Well, the worst is I so I listen to rain noises and I've got this like Amazon thing next to my bed, but Sometimes it turns off in the middle of the night, and I wake up, and it's very quiet, and I am fucking petrified. That's not fun. No, That's I am. I because then I'm like, am I dreaming? Am I? And if you're, they say if you're dreaming in your own room, that's a bad sign. I don't know why. In your dream? Yeah. If you're dreaming, like if you 
in your actual dream, you're in your own bedroom and like laying in bed where you are, that's a bad thing. Oh no. Yeah. Your dreams are, well, my dreams are fucking insane. We can do an entire podcast episode. Have you ever died dreams. in your dream? Oh yeah. Me too. All the time. Did you wake up? Uh, so the way that I die in my dream, I'm still like present, so I still know what's going on, but everybody else around me is saying that I'm dead. Okay. So it's really strange. And a couple times, like I've died in my dreams when I was a child. Oh, that's... And I'm, like, getting carried to bed by my mom. It's really fucking weird. Yeah, I had one... Like I said, we could do an entire podcast episode my, about my, my dreams. brother and I got in a shootout with, uh, with I'm assuming, the mafia. Okay, um, So we're, we're shooting, boom, boom, boom. Did you get a couple boom. of them? I don't know. I missed. I missed terribly. But Fuck, my brother gets clipped in the leg, and an ambulance pulls up out of nowhere and scoops him up and takes him away. I get, I get clipped. I go that's, down. That's not happening in America. No. <laughs> <laughs> in this economy. No, so... Then, like, I get surrounded, and, like, I could literally, I don't want to get too too dark here, but, like, I could feel the gun on my head, on the back of my head. He okay. pulls the trigger, and everything goes white. Bing! With, like, the, the ringing sound, I swear to God. And I blink. I'm still asleep, and it, everything's white. I look around. This is a true story. My mom is standing there. There's kind of a fog over the ground. Everything's bright white, and she goes, it's okay. You're okay now. And then I woke up. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. This is a moment. Worth noting, your mom is also still alive. She is, yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> that's a very important So it's part not like there was a call from heaven. No, no. Yeah, that's a very important point. And then like a week later, I had another dream where I was actually in the car with Civic. Yeah. We were driving to New York City. We were stuck on the Brooklyn Bridge, and there's a semi-truck in front of oh, me. Oh, I thought you were going to say the bridge collapsed. There was a semi-truck in front All of right, me. All right, yeah. Like 20 cars up, and we're stuck in traffic, not moving. That just disappears. And then the next thing behind it disappears, and I realize, oh my god, the bridge is collapsing towards us. The next thing behind the semi or behind you? The, behind the semi, it's like slowly crawling works. towards us. All right, okay. so cars are falling, and I try to back up, ram into the car behind me. That person's on their phone, not moving, even though I'm ramming into them. Probably me. I make eye contact with the guy in the passenger seat, and we both look at each other and kind of shrug. And then the car falls, hits the water. I died. Did not wake up. What did you do? Were you just? It was just kind of again. It was a similar thing. It wasn't like the bright white and everything. I was just kind of like aware. And yeah, then, that's. I think that's how that works. And yeah. then I woke up and I was like, "Oh yeah. God!" That was like within a month that happened. So the fuck, did we get there? Welcome to the psyche of the Brav Bros. It's yeah. a scary Are place. We to be. okay? Are we Part okay? One. Part one. No, but we're working on it. And with no, that, we're not. I'm not working on shit. <laughs> Let's get. To our Rose and Thorn, because it is our Friday episode, and we got some good ones today, so... Yes, we do. Why don't we go ahead and dive in? Why don't you kick us off there, big cat? Uh, I'm going to start off with my Thorn, and in the midst of everything that's been going on, which I assume you're going to be touching on in your Rose and Thorn... Oh yeah. Um, somebody put a comment on uh, one of your responses and just said, no more turtlenecks, though. Agreed? Oh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, fuck, you liked it. That's my fucking thorn, buddy. A lot of people like the turtleneck. No, well, there's one like. Oh, no, 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 not the turtleneck. A lot of people like the turtleneck because it's- Oh, good... I liked it just to give them credit. For what? Just for Bashing like- Bashing me? I thought it was in jest, like- You're a good friend? You want me to take the like away? No, I left it there. I actually commented on it and said, I don't know why Steele liked this comment. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it in, in like a negative way. I was just okay. like, it was more like a ha-ha-ha because I thought they were joking around because oh, like, now the my... turtleneck neck was sexy. <laughs> Oh, don't fucking, your don't backpedal here. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, but yeah, so that was really funny. And uh, my rose, uh, my rose is actually it's something from last week, and it's it's kind of all encompassing from this one, I guess, argument we had about the auto tune. Oh. That was apparently one of our better moments. A lot of people were commenting on it, saying that how funny it was. Uh, some people even said that my behavior was disgusting and yucky. Oh, really? Because um, you were gaslighting? Because I was gaslighting you. Yeah, um, you know that goes in one ear, in one ear, out the other. Also, to anyone out there like that feels the need to defend me when shooter gaslights me, this has been how it is for like seventeen years. I give him plenty of shit too. I'm okay. Thank you. Yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, Steel's <laughs> definitely okay. But I think that that was our actual argument about autotune. It completely went outside the podcast realm. Yeah, that was just Steele and I arguing over something, and that's pretty much what happens every time that we disagree on something. Yes, we are very stuck in the ground about our own opinions. We make a couple jokes along the way, but most of the time we're just arguing with each other. So that was actually a good peek behind the curtain. But somebody uh, left a review and said nothing better than when Shooter gets under Steele's skin. The auto tune <laughs> conversation was hysterical, and I also love. Actually, I don't love this. I don't like this at all. Why does everybody get your name wrong? Why do they add an E? I don't know. Every for my entire life, it's either S T E E L E 
or S T E A L. It's but you're never fucking like this is the thing. When you go to leave a review, it's directly under the hosts of the show and it says Steel Russell. Yep. It, like I don't know. I don't get it. And so many people do it. It doesn't bother the, me. Anymore. The funny thing is I've noticed the same commenters leaving it and I they're the same commenters that you have corrected them. Yeah. I've stopped doing that, yeah. if you haven't noticed. Maybe it's an autocorrect thing. Like, when you ever, every time that you post yeah, it something. It wouldn't be an autocorrect, because S, like, steel is a word, like the metal. Maybe because the capital S, it changes it? I don't know. I don't know. All I'm saying is, sometimes you post things, and it says, like, come check out the bros, but then you put the possessive S on it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are, you, what are you doing here? And you're like, I don't, it's my autocorrect. Yeah, I don't do that. I under, I'm well aware that bros doesn't, it's not bro is, or plural bros. I'm hanging out with the bro is. Bro is, but... Let me get to mine, because I have a few things that I want to touch on here. This first one is my thorn, um, and this was this one's actually serious, and then I'm going to get to my next one, which has been a very funny morning here on our Twitter page, but this one's serious, and this was why I felt the need to post that thing about Larsa, and this is why her comments and behavior are so damning and so upsetting and pissed me off so much. And this comes from TikTok from Be Happy, and this is on that Larsa rant that I posted about her talking shit to Gertie and fighting with her and saying that she's a victim while Gertie's going through cancer. And this one comes from Be Happy. I'm battling terminal cancer. I'm a mother and have a wonderful husband, but I have been treated the way Gertie was treated by Larsa. It made me feel sick watching it. I had to fast forward because I couldn't stomach watching it. Larsa is absolutely vile. This is my point. There are real people watching this. There are people going through real things, and when you belittle it on TV... That is in turn affecting people watching the show. So whether you're going for ratings, whether you're trying to be the villain, there are certain things that should be inherently off limits, such as cancer. So the lack of awareness from Larsa on this subject, this is my point. This is what you're doing. This is how you're affecting other people. And this is fucking awful. This is so sad that somebody battling terminal cancer turns on a show that she enjoys to take her mind off of things, potentially, and now she gets hit in the face by Larsa Pippen and her ignorance. This is the problem. This is when it transcends TV. Be better. Do better. If you aren't clever enough to come up with a better storyline, then shut the fuck up. Because this really made me sad. It genuinely upset me. But, anyway, thank you, Be Happy, for commenting. If you do listen, we're all praying for you, and thank you for taking the time to comment. But, moving on from there... We had a very funny morning on uh, on X, or Twitter, if you want to call it. We'll call it Twitter, because it's fun. So we have a follower, actually. I went on Instagram. This person follows us, which is even more shocking. So on Twitter this morning, I woke up to this, and somebody had reposted our Larsa rant. And this comes from Reality Ashhole. And I'm going to read the name, because I started the beef this morning. Good, I was going to tell very you. very funny. Too. Yeah. So from Reality Ashhole. She posted the video of me ranting about Larsa and says, We just wish that when men talk housewives, they give the same energy to the men that they feel comfortable giving to the women. Michael Rappaport does the same thing. They won't come at Joe Gorga being abusive to women, but have all the smoke for the girls. So I just commented back and said, Have you listened to the podcast? Are you just assuming? We have the same energy for them. Check out our video about Juan Dixon on our feed. We bring the same energy for everyone. And then I quoted her tweet and posted the video of Juan just to prove a point. And the comments from our listeners backing us up are amazing. We have so many people going to bat for us. And the best part about it, as I said to you, like I'll read one, for example. And it says, I think that they are most empathetic to the women, if anything. For instance, I sometimes side with Brock's frustration at Sheena. His methods are wrong, in parentheses. But the bros always think of her perspective. And they're like this with most women. And it goes on and on about people defending us. The best part about the people defending us in the comments, they didn't get nasty. They didn't get ugly with it. And we don't want that. I don't need you going to bat for us and saying horrible things. Just go to bat. And just state facts, as everybody did in the comments. It's amazing, except for the one person that said he tried to get jumped <laughs> yeah. up in here. <laughs> that's one person said, are we trying to but get jumped funny. up That's funny. That's funny, because it's Twitter. Obviously, no one's getting jumped. But to all of our listeners out there, one, thank you for going to bat for us. We appreciate it. Two, thank you for keeping it clean and above the belt. That's what we prefer. We want you to defend us, but don't ever give people a reason to be like, see, this is what their fan base is like. They're toxic. We don't want toxic fans. We want 
exactly what we got today. It was beautiful. We had so many responses, so much support. Thank you to everyone on there. It was it was a magical, magical March 1st. I was sitting there just refreshing every like five minutes and there was new ones to read. I'm like, God, this is great. This is so great. They missed the mark entirely. How sad were you when you texted me at 6.30 and you had to wait another couple hours until I woke up? I was actually excited because I knew when you woke up, you would get to go on, on Twitter yeah, and be yeah. like, wow, there's like 30 new things to read. That was so. incredible. That actually, I mean, it brought me back to when we first started popping off. Mm-hmm. And going through all the comments, like, whoa, this is fucking nuts. Now it's funny when something like that happens. Yeah. Like, this is a lot of entertainment. Yeah, it's entertaining, and it was just cool. I was like, wow, I, I, I felt supported. I really felt supported. So it felt really cool. I don't know. Thanks, guys. Yeah, that's my rose. It's a rosy rose. Rosy rose. Rosy rose. But as Shooter said, it is the ROM reunion. <laughs> I only get to do that a few more times. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. 305. Yeah, Mr. Universe. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. What Do you think he'll do a show in space and then we can call him Mr. Universe? I can hope so. He's got to be the first, right? There's a hotel that they're building in space in the next 10 years. So technically speaking. The problem is you know exactly who's going to be the first musical act there. Taylor Swift. No. (laughs) Think more gimmicky like they do. I mean, well, anytime something cool opens, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna have a residency there." Make, oh, you too. Yeah. No, oh. we're gonna put a fucking album on your phone without your consent. <laughs> Botto in space. Yeah, that's you know that's what's gonna happen. I know there's U two fans out there that are probably gonna be upset about that, but whatever. We came after the Beatles. We're gonna come after U two too. Yeah, we're coming after U two, too. As well, as also as uh huh. But like I said, it is the Rom reunion, and if you were hoping for any kind of redemption for Larsa, then you're insane. Because she continues to, to dig this hole that she's in. But we have to start out with a behind-the-scenes shot. And, I mean, we've all seen this clip. But it's Larsa and Marcus and Andy in the dressing room before the show. And Larsa makes the, the silly comment of saying, like, we don't talk about anybody else's dads on the show. It's like, his dad is Michael Jordan. Yeah. His dad is one of the most famous athletes in the history of sports. Not just, like, our generation. Like, all of generations. It was it was such a breath of fresh air to see that Andy was just as excited to talk about the Michael Jordan aspect yeah. as the rest of us. Because how many times have we seen something that's super interesting that we want them to completely just like rip apart and get to the bottom of? And then they just don't do it. Or Andy doesn't ask the question. Or the rest of the castmates don't try to dig into anything. This is not one of those moments. This is something that we've been talking about for a year. They're getting to the point where I guess they're looking for rings or they found a ring, which... I don't really know what happened a couple of weeks ago. We thought they broke up. Publicity the fuck happened. But Andy is just as excited to get into the Michael Jordan of it all as the rest of us. And that is awesome. Yep, it is. And the only thing that can make it worse is if Marcus started to say stupid shit. Because Marcus has garnered some support this season as being, he seems like a reasonable guy. He's fine. Um, he does. He seems like a reasonable guy. And to anybody that says, because I saw a couple of comments about... Uh, I think it was the last episode, the second to last episode of the season, when they discuss Michael Jordan's comments on that interview, he kind of laughs it off and says, you know, he was joking and Larsa looked a little upset about the whole thing. What do you really want him to do? Like, he's been dating Larsa for a couple of months. This is his dad. I'm not. What? What? His comment that he made shortly thereafter was my point. Like, my entire opinion of Marcus Jordan has pretty much flipped like a 180. What do you mean, Ed? Did you hear what he said? Yeah, but like the what problem. Say? The problem is that Bravo is putting him on the spot for this. He and this says is, these women aren't good enough to do the dishes in my house. They wouldn't. Yeah, it, it was a bad comment. I get it. I'm not defending. I'm not. You defend, are weirdly. Defending. I'm not defending that comment. The terrible comment. I'm, what I'm saying idiot. is, it, it is a terrible comment. Uh, what I'm saying is, Bravo put him on the spot, unlike anybody else. Like we've seen, how many marital issues or boyfriend issues have we seen on these shows? Have we ever seen, aside from when Sheena, and this is completely different, when Sheena was in the trailer and she had to leave because Rachel was there with the restraining order, how many times do we get to see a behind-the-scenes camera, an actual live reaction to something that's being said over there? Who gives a fuck whether that's it was... stupid. I don't... My I don't is, care about that. I don't need him on there. He doesn't agree bring with that. But the worst thing you could do when you are given the spotlight briefly, and they keep flashing back to him during the reunion, which didn't help him either, maybe let's not say, oh... The women need to be in the kitchen doing dishes. Like, that's a weird fucking comment to say. Yeah. That's my is. point. That my, it, it completely changed 
how I look at Marcus Jordan, I was like, oh, is this the true colors of Marcus coming out? Like, My point is that I don't care about Marcus Jordan. No, I understand. Like, I, I think that the the overlying issue of his dad and Scottie Pippen's relationship and them being teammates, that is way more interesting than actually Marcus Jordan. I don't give a shit about Marcus I Jordan, agree. so I don't need him on the camera. But we have to discuss this comment because he was can, on the camera. We said that the comment's bad. It's terrible. Yeah. But I'm saying I don't, I don't need him like on the camera in the first place anymore either. That's fine. I'm just saying, can you we... acknowledge? I just did. What do you want me to say? Stop defending Marcus. Jordan. I'm not defending him. I'm saying I don't. I'm saying I don't want him on the camera. I don't, I don't either, care. especially now. My point is just about the comment, and you're saying, saying he's put overall, on the spot. Overall, he's what on is the spot. overall? Who gives a shit? I do not Marcus Jordan. I don't, but I do when he says stupid shit like well, yeah, this. Yeah, duh. Well, now let's definitely keep him do off you the not camera. see it on my side. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I don't saying. want to see him at all I because he sees, doesn't matter. Yes, I do. But he was on, so we have to discuss it. We, we have did. now discussed it. We can move on. I was just saying, initially, your reaction, I was like, wait, where are you going with this? Are you? Yeah, I'm, not, support, I'm not supporting him. I'm just okay, saying cool. he's, he doesn't matter. I just wanted matter. to clarify before you get dragged for being a Marcus You're not as good at gaslighting, but I'm not gaslighting. You're getting there. This is a genuine... You're getting This is gaslighting. This is me you're concerned. Learning, grasshopper. You're gaslighting me in return right now. This is me concerned that you had a bad take. Wax on. I wasn't... I, there was no bad take there. That, no. We worked through it. Let's move we on. We worked through what? Let's move on. Wax on. Wax off. <laughs> but the ladies all come in, and I guess the theme of this is like... I don't know. We got a lot of crowns. We got a lot of like gowns. Like, big. what did you think as our resident fashionista? Oh, I thought that they all brought it. Yeah, I did too. I I was... Even I can even say Adriana looked good. Like the Frida Kahlo thing was pretty cool looking. Even Larsa looked really good. That's yep. a really fucking cool outfit. And the best part of all, they all kind of matched. Like there was yeah. a there was a there was a good theme there. And you try to compare it to the other reunions that we've seen, or you can even just compare it to Beverly Hills, which is on currently. I don't know. They just kind of showed up. Like, mm-hmm. Dorit showed up for Dune 2. The rest of them, I don't know what they were doing. So th- that doesn't make any sense. Miami showed up. They showed up on theme. We haven't really seen a good themed, I guess, as far as fashion goes, since Dubai. Dubai, Dubai was really good. They were good at fashion. They that showed the up. The show at. sucked, but they looked good at the reunion. Season 2 of that coming up soon. <sighs> I know. I'm curious. Oh, started. I'm curious, but... I don't like that you're curious. The first thing that we need to talk about is the Larsa sex talk comes back up and the fact that she allegedly had sex with Scotty five times a night. Now she's doing the same thing with Marcus four. Jordan. Oh, four? Yeah. My bad. That actually is, in the grand scheme of things, a much different number. Four and five <laughs> is, yeah. is a lot. but 25% more. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot more. But No, it's 20% more. 25. Well, if it's four, but then it goes... What is, we're not what is one... One fourth is twenty five percent. I understand yes. that. So if but you add one, one of those 20%. to the existing four, it becomes one hundred and twenty five percent of the original four. Okay, cool. You do math, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> at least she says I'm not going to talk about it anymore because it makes my family uncomfortable. No way. How no about way. that? It makes us uncomfortable too. We don't want to hear about it either. But <laughs> like the craziest thing is that. The women in the group still are like, yeah, but none of us believe that. Nobody believes that because that's an insane number to stand by every single night is just unfathomable. And it was such a good start, too, because I was worried going into this that Larsa wasn't going to get enough shit, that people weren't going to go after her. And if they're starting this hot about something that she said last year at the reunion... I'm ready to go. Like, we, we are gearing up for something here. And that's the other problem. You're done talking about it because it makes your family upset. You brought it up. If you look oh. at the tape, nobody was really talking about that. You threw a number out there. It had the world in like a tailspin. Because it made no sense. Where, to the point where even like Barstool Sports was reporting on it. I know. Like, what the fuck's going on here? This makes no sense. Nobody believed you. So you're still defending it, but you also say that you don't want to talk about it because it hurts your family. Yeah, and she's... But you're still saying, yeah, we did four times a night. I don't know what to tell you guys. Like, she defends no. it like... Like, a, honestly, it was like a middle school answer. Like, maybe you guys are just dry. Like, maybe you're dry. It's like, ew. And yeah. what? Yeah, no. Like, what a, what a childish response. Like, no, they're not... Or, um, you know, I feel like some people in relationships, the partner brings out their real sexuality. And it's what? like, what are you talking about? No, man, it was crazy. But they get into the dig that Kiki took about the welcome home party, which wasn't a dig. It was just a statement of fact. Like, as we're watching this welcome home party after Marcus has been gone for a staggering five days, 
That's ridiculous. That's crazy. Nobody else would do that. And she acts like she's so scorned by Kiki because she said she was really hurt. Really hurt. I was really <laughs> hurt by that comment. Like, what are you talking about? That's that doesn't make sense to me to the point where Larsa, I guess, made a phone call to Kiki, like talking shit to her about this whole thing and then calls Kiki a terrible friend. Like Kiki's not a bad friend. And if you look in the grand scheme of confessionals here, that's not a scathing remark. She's just saying what we're all thinking. Like, yeah. this is pretty nuts to throw a welcome home party after five days. Flash over to Marcus in the back, which we don't need to see. He goes, don't hate on our love. Don't hate on her. He said it twice. Fuck your love. <laughs> what, what? That's what I'm talking about. Like, I don't need the fucking live reaction. I don't either. I don't either, but we're getting it. And then like, it's not doing them any favors. And Gertie speaks up and says, like, you're playing checkers, Larsa, like, Everything is always calculated. You're always moving pieces across the board. And she is. She's waiting for a moment to play the victim where, oh, you said this and it really hurt my feelings. We see it later when Alexia calls the whole group, everybody. She says, they're all liars. She's talking about all of you. The only person that takes it personally is Larsa. She's like, don't say that. Like, that's really mean. I take a lot of offense to that. If you're so quick to feel defensive... Clearly, there's some merit to this. If you're the only one that this is garnering a reaction from, you're harboring some kind of guilt on this thing where you know, in fact, you are a liar. We watch you lie all of the time. We watched it this whole season. We watched it last season, seasons prior. Like, that's your MO. People think that you are a liar. So this is not, like, groundbreaking news here. And Gertie says very well. Like, she does. Everything that Larsa does is calculated. She's always looking for what the next move is against somebody else. And it sucks because it puts all the other women in a position where it's like, if you don't back me, then, then I will do something. It's yep. always with like a hint of a threat. I like think not yeah. that she's like not a threat, but like I mean. she's going to be vindictive in some way. Right, exactly. She's going to make sure that she gets her her revenge on you. But that's what I don't understand about Larsa. And this is honest. I mean, this is why I just don't believe her about most things that she says. How are you going to sit there and say that you're hurt about what Kiki said in the confessional? One, it wasn't bad. It was funny. Two, you have shown that you don't care about other people's feelings. So why should we care that you were hurt about such an innocuous comment about something insane? About something true. And I, I wish that, and this is the thing about confessionals too, and I know that a lot of reunions do this. When they go into the confessionals and they're like, oh yeah, like you said this behind the scenes and you couldn't say it to my face. What do you want them to do? That's what the confessional is for. It's supposed to get your live reaction of something that's going on there that they didn't think about at the time. Right. So don't bring it up unless it's very useful in the case of, you know, Dorit with the child bride comment that we saw in Beverly Hills. Everything else is just kind of a throwaway. It's just what their thoughts are on the on the time of what's going on around them. Larsa sitting there and saying she was hurt was ridiculous. And the fact that she said she was hurt and then Gertie immediately with the side comment of, here we go. This is this is what we're gonna do. This is what we're gonna do today. We're gonna see Larsa try to break down and say that she was hurt about things that we said. Exactly. I love watching Gertie's reactions throughout oh, the whole yeah. thing. She's so fed up with it, and I love that. And she has every right to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. Kiki takes it upon herself to apologize to Larsa, which she wasn't really owed an apology, but that's the thing about Kiki. She has a, a level head. She's aware that like, all right, could I see where I overstepped? Like, just as a, not in this situation, but as a friend? Sure. Okay, I'm sorry if that hurt your feelings. I didn't mean it like that. They clear the air, but that's only because Kiki has the wherewithal to be like, if I don't say sorry, like, this is going to continue forever, and it's not worth it. So they're still friends, I guess. They're still fine. But 
we get into the Michael Jordan video and like the, was he joking? And we saw Lisa come to Lars's defense earlier about the sex comment, which was hysterical. Then Gertie immediately goes up here we go. And I forget what she called her mascot or her parrot or something like that. Uh, mascot. Yeah. Mascot. Uh, mouthpiece. Mouthpiece. And then right here was Michael Jordan joking. Lisa's the first one. Yep. I thought it was a joke. And other people say like, I, the the best way to look at it is like I don't really know Michael Jordan, so I don't really know if he was joking. Like, yeah, I think most people would say that because he doesn't. I don't think he hangs out with a lot of people. And usually, if you don't know them, you take what they say at face value, right? And that is, I mean, we don't know Michael Jordan, but you see that video and it's like, ugh, doesn't look great. No, it doesn't look great at all. Right. There's that's a weird joke, and I don't see anyone's father of you know a son or a daughter in a relationship making that public comment Mm-mm. and it being a joke because who's in on the joke? No one. I, I'm not. You? It's you? Per, a joke for yourself, an inside joke for yourself? Yeah, I the, do have those. Those are really great. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I feel like we share those a lot. Yeah, we Other people wouldn't understand them, but we're like, ha that's good. Uh, but Julia speaks up and says, I feel like I can relate to this. And this is like such a rare opportunity for such a great comparison. And it really was very close. She's like, this would be, but she compares it to, this would be similar if I dated Chrissy Everts son or daughter because Chrissy Everett was Martina's biggest rival and you go back and watch their feud back and forth in the tennis world like it was captivating it was pretty major and Martina Navratilova huge deal in tennis yeah huge deal in tennis the one thing that I don't need to see here once again we cut to Marcus and he's like not even close not even close to the same thing he doesn't know there's no chance in hell that Marcus Jordan is that tapped in to women's tennis from I, the 90s but he's i don't know cuz like you grew up around sports your dad is Michael Jordan you would think like that's that's not like a random fact like that's a major tennis rivalry yeah. and one of the best tennis players to ever play the game so for him to then belittle it and say that this is not the same as Scotty and Michael in the tennis world it is very similar and for Mar- like sorry not Martina but for Julia to make this comparison like, yeah, she can speak on this. This makes a yeah, lot of it sense. Is, it is a really good analogy. And again, I don't need to flash to Marcus Jordan in the room. No, I know, like, right? What is he? And, and that's the other thing is it's got to be awkward for him sitting back there. And they're like, all right, we're just going to have you sit back here and live watch this. And you're going to react. And you're going to say a couple of things. We'll have the camera on you. So we'll throw a couple things in there as it goes just to see your reaction to things. That's the most awkward situation in the world. Yes. You're going to sit here by yourself. Watch your girlfriend try to defend herself over her shitty actions through the entire season. And we're going to get your live reactions to the women going after her. And we're going to see what you have to say. Like, is he talking the whole time? Part of me, part of me wants to see the whole tape. Like I want, I just want to watch him watch it. Yeah. Sort of like watching Jackson Brittany watch the reunion <laughs> last year, except I hated that. I want to watch Marcus Jordan watch this entire reunion to see what his reaction is to everything. Because if he has to sit there for the whole, what, eight to 10 hours, and just react to stuff. That's really funny, but I don't need it. I don't need. I don't it need the interjections. But Gertie speaks up and says what we're all thinking, and this is the root of it. All right, this is the biggest thing that Larsa and Marcus could both take away from this. The issue is not that they are dating. All right, the issue is it's awkward. That's all. People are working through it. People are working through it in their own way. It's a strange situation. Obviously, like for a lot of very obvious reasons, no one's saying it's necessarily a bad thing. Lars is older. Marcus is younger. We don't care about that. That is none of our business, the age gap. The issue lies in the fact that Michael and Scotty are not close. This is a weird thing. Then you add into the fact that Larsa might have known Marcus when he was a younger kid. Like, that's weird. There's a lot of weird things. Again, it's not saying it's a bad thing, but Gertie points it out. It's awkward. So if you had addressed it and moved on from it, I think we'd all be past it by now. I think we would, but it's also Lars's behavior. And this is kind of what brings us into the next topic. Lars's behavior while she's dating Marcus. You bring in the fact that she's throwing him a party because he was gone for five days and the whole separation anxiety bullshit. She's also treating her friends like shit. Yeah. For her to sit there and say, well, Kiki's just jealous. Maybe she should find a man so that she can go out with him and she can go out with us. Right. Like if you were the type of person that was in a relationship and everybody knows people like this, you get into a relationship and you kind of fall away from your friends. Yeah. You just get honed in on that and you have no time for your friends anymore because this relationship is your entire life. 
I don't like those people. No. Nope. I don't care for those people. But this is what Lars is doing. So not only is she completely removing herself away from friendships and just doing the show, essentially, she's also making side comments about what her friends should be doing with their lives. Yeah. That's the fucking problem. Yeah. If you had gone into this like, hey, you know, this is my boyfriend, Marcus. Yes, he's, he's Michael Jordan's son. We don't really want to talk about that because it's super awkward. But we're going to be really nice and I'm going to be around a lot and I'm still going to be a true friend to you. They probably wouldn't have that much of an issue. It's mm -hmm. still a TV show, so they're going to want to talk about it. But it wouldn't be as damning. It wouldn't be as you know, as, as like ganging up on you to try to get some answers out of you if you were just a better friend overall. And everything that Lars has done this season and last season shows that she's just a terrible friend to her quote unquote friends. She's a terrible person. She's a terrible person overall. Yeah. But moving on from there, they take a quick break, and Gertie is I, like, I can't wait for Gertie to go in. Like when she finally does. Because she is chomping at the bit. Here. Oh, she is. Oh, wait. One more. One more thing about the Larsa. Okay. She made one more comment about, <laughs> which fucking pissed me off beyond belief. They're talking about how she ended up dating Marcus. Yeah. And she goes, "The basketball world is really small." Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. My kids play basketball. My husband, my ex-husband, played basketball. Hey, Larsa. There are other worlds. <laughs> I get it, but your kids are older. You're not taking them to practice anymore. No. They are in. There's. They're, they're in, in college. college. You've got a son in the D in the G League. They're all over the place. They're adults. Yeah. You are not involved in the basketball world anymore. You're show maybe a show up for some games, but you're sitting in the stands. You're not talking to ex players and coaches. Sidelines. You're doing this on your own. Yeah. You're seeking out basketball players because that's what you like. And that's okay. It's fine. If you want to just admit that. But don't act like you have no other choice. That's a good point. Don't act like you, you know, you're the single mom who's taking her six year old to practice and you're like, Well, I can't have time to date, so what am I gonna do? I'm gonna talk to the other single basketball fathers and I'm gonna talk to the coaches. That's a good point. Like that's what she's doing. It's <laughs> like, no, your kids are adults. That's a really good point. But Moving on from there, we start to talk about Julia and exposing Marisol as the pot stirrer. And the one thing that you can take away from this, from Marisol's standpoint, is even Marisol, when it started and Julia kind of went in on her, the first thought Marisol had was correct. She's like, Adriana must be in her ear. Yep. Which Adriana was in Julia's ear. And to Julia's credit, because they start trying to like pinpoint who's the pot stirrer of the group. Let's point fingers and figure out. Who starts the most shit? Like, is Julia a pot stirrer? And everyone, it's a resounding yes, but it's a different kind of pot stirring than we're used to seeing because, as she says, like, I am the truth revealer. I am, like, anti-bullshit. My job is to get some information, and I pass it along so that the group knows the truth. And that is pretty much what we see. It is the truth that she believes, as she points out, and as somebody else points out. Like, it may be something that she's not 100% on, but it's more so exposing Whatever kind of back talk is happening behind the scenes, Julia brings it to light, which we appreciate because it forces the issue. And she got a lot better at it as the year went on. Much I mean, we better. talked about in the beginning of the season when she used to broach subjects, and that's kind of what she was doing at first. When she talked she, to Lisa. About, yeah, talking yeah. to Lisa. Like, she was very clumsy with her words, and she most of the time kind of trailed off and never actually got to finish what she started. Yeah. By the end of the season, she was good at it, especially Masterful. with the Michael Jordan thing. Like, she had a lot of questions. She didn't back down. She was articulate with the things that she was saying. So I thought that this was particularly funny because we've seen in the past, the shit stirrer is Marisol. Yeah. Last year, it was all Marisol and Alexia, and the two of them were in each other's ears going back and forth. And yes, Adriana gets involved, but she's very clumsy overall. And she, I, she's such a fucking reunion flop. I don't care what anybody says about Adriana. She brings nothing to the reunion except for these stupid notes, and we'll get to those. But when it comes down to Julia, she took that front seat this year, and I think she did a really good job with it. Too. I think she did a great job, and I could not disagree more about Adriana. Jesus, dude. Because like then she stands up, she goes, we have a cyber bully in the group, and she pulls out DMs. <laughs> Why look? This isn't fun. Why is this? Fun? I think you're doing this to just. Spite I'm me. not. I swear you're doing can't this to spite find me. the comedic value in that. No, it has no weight at all. No and weight. She takes that's... the time to stand up with computer paper. She and shouldn't be, like, be out look, there. She shouldn't be out look there. Look at this. Was and she... it's some random DM. It's the same shit we get that people claim to have seen somebody. Yeah. Or claim they heard something. It's like we can't use that because it's hearsay. Was she in the full reunion last year? I don't think she was. I think she uh... came out. I think her and Kiki came out late. No, I don't know. I don't. Remember. I don't think she sat there the whole time. I don't need her the whole time. I do, I, dude. Like, I do. no, like, this is what we're talking about. This is the. This is my problem. You can see the comedic value in that. Yeah. When it comes to a reunion, I need them to. Oh, you're get all business. To the bottom. I, yeah, I'm all business. All I business. show up to the reunion in a fucking tux. 
All right. Yeah, you probably I'm won. all business here. All not business magoots. All business magoots. Turtle so neck and a tux. <laughs> when she does this, it just completely deviates from the rest of it. Like it we're did, we're did. getting to the bottom of things here. We're talking about how Julia took a new role in the group and decided to be, and I don't even want to call her a shit star. We can call her what? A truth truth. Oh my god, truth sharer. How? Truth sharer. Yeah, that's tough. No, it's not truth sharer. All right. You had issues yesterday. I have issues today. Anesthetist, Let's just... The anesthesiologist was tough for me. Yeah. That was good, actually. Good job. Hey. Yeah. Maybe you just need a little practice. Progress. But we're talking about things that matter. And Adriana stands up, puts herself into the situation with some DM that she got. I know, and we talked about this with Salt Lake City when it came to Meredith, and she's like, I'm behind on my DMs. Adriana's not. No. She is not behind on her DMs. She gets that. She has push notifications turned on for DM requests. Probably. I guarantee it. So she sits there and goes through all of them and then prints them out. Prints them out. She probably has a printer at home. Do you have a printer? No, I wish I did. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, but, no, because I know I don't ever need it except like once or twice a year. Except for when you need it. And then when you need it, like that one, or like, I thank God my mom has one and she doesn't live far away. So she just go yeah, over there and print shit before. out. But like when something says print this out, I'm like, damn it. Like where? Who owns a printer these days? No one owns a printer these days, but Adriana does. Adriana. She prints this shit out and goes up and it's <laughs> or like, this is. she go to Kinko's? <laughs> she, I could see her actually DMs walking into Kinko's. Out. Yeah, I got some DMs to print out. Can you help me with this? Uh, no, she goes in and just deviates us from the rest of the things that we need to get answers on. We need the women to talk about this and that and whatever. Adriana standing up and doing this does nothing for me. It just takes away from it. I actually do agree. It does derail the conversation entirely. No, no, it does. I, I find the comedic value in it, but it did put a hard stop on what they were talking about. And then they changed subjects. So I understand what you're saying. However, it makes me laugh. I don't care. That's fine. Your laughter. That's fine. But they start talking about. I need you to show up for business. Uh, shut up. We start talking about the Julia Marisol of it all again, and I guess all of the distrust stems from like last year when they were talking and they said that like Marisol trusts Nicole the least, and then Nicole gets involved a little bit. It it gets kind of confusing, but it gets down to like Larsa goes. Marisol's the one that spread the rumor about Julia kissing a man, and then the private detective comment comes out, and everyone asks, like, do you guys believe that Marisol would hire a private detective? And reviews are 50-50. Like, half the room's like, it was like, a little yeah. more than 50-50. Was it more? I, I think, think it was, it was like, a little more. I thought I counted three. Was it four, maybe? I think it was four versus three. Yeah. Well, regardless, like, I could. And then somebody goes, well, no, it's her cousin. I think Adrian's like, it's her cousin that does that. Everyone's like, wait, what? That I could definitely see. If if Marisol has like a cousin that does some side work as a PI or just kind of like investigates things for her, yeah. crazier things have happened. But moving on, we finally get into Lisa, and she's still butthurt about the comments about moving on from Lenny. That Julie, that was the clumsy scene that we were talking about. It was not handled very well. I can no. definitely understand why Lisa got a little upset in that moment just because- At that of, time, yeah. At that time. Just because of how it was approached. It was clumsy. Julia- Watched the game film. She got better as the season went on. She learned how to talk shit much better. But that's when Julia reiterates, like, I just spread the truth. That's what I do. And I agree 100%. This is something that the Miami crew does so very well, much better than that of any other cast. And this is why I have them above every other cast right now. It's for reasons like this. Julia and Marisol have squashed whatever beef they had off camera. They are tight off camera. They can have these conversations, but then Andy asks, like, how's your relationship? And they're like, oh, we're closer than we've ever been. Yeah. The drama on these shows up until this season via Larsa talking about Gertie's cancer, the drama tends to be palpable, but not things that they can't overcome down the road. It's nothing so damning such as Potomac where, you know, the Chris Bassett allegations, that stuff that like Candace and Giselle can never come back. They're not going to be friends again because of all of that. On Miami, you don't have those moments as much. You have some sh- like some serious shit to talk about, but it's stuff that they can mend the friendship over, and they do make the effort. The women in this group will make the effort to come back together and try to be friends. Marisol gave Adriana another chance this yeah. season. We never thought we would see that. Alexia did as well. That's something that they do so well that keeps this show fresh and moving forward because there's never a serious rift in the middle of it. So I can appreciate that very much. Well, the, and you know what the funny thing is about that? We don't get to see a lot of those squash beefs, a lot of those apologies we on don't. camera. They're off-season Which camera. I'm actually happy about. Yeah. Because the majority of the apologies that we see across, across the board on all the Bravo shows, fake. they're fake. Or even if they're not fake, we still peg them as fake. Yeah, like the Crystal Anna Marie. Yeah, it's like, like, that's not real. It's like, we're going to agree to disagree. It's like, okay, whatever. Like, that's not an apology. Even if it was genuine, 
I don't really need to see it unless it's something very serious. Mm-hmm. But if it's just you guys getting a little closer, or maybe kind of putting a, a, a few things to rest that happened, you know, five, six years ago when you were starting off on the show, then, you know, I, I don't care to see it. But I like to see when you come back. And we saw this this year. Marisol was much more tolerable, even to the point where I liked a lot of the scenes with her. I did too. Alexia got a lot she better was because Marisol was better. Great, honestly. They were both really great. And they still are able to sit there and not only in the beginning of the season have beef with each other at one point. They were able to still have issues with other women in the group that were real mm-hmm. and not stupid and not fake. And there obviously is you, – you, it's inescapable to find some stupid shit that you're going to argue about. But they were able to sit there and actually get through. And that's entertaining for the show. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. And that's when we get into Alexia and she talks about Frankie. And this is awesome. Like She talks about his independence now because we watched her journey with him over the past couple of seasons. And the goal was to make him more self-sufficient, which yeah. is I can't imagine how difficult that process is for so many different reasons, but they've been working with the DeMoya Foundation to do it. And she says he's gotten so independent to the point where, like, I have to call him after a couple of hours because I don't know where he is. Like, he's able to navigate the world by himself. Like, it's really cool to see that growth. Like, however you feel about Alexia aside, her as a mother and her interactions with Frankie and this journey that they're on is inspiring. It's actually really, really cool. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And I really like, or I, I really like Alexia because of that. Me too. Like that is a really big change for us is she's able to bring the family aspect in and it's something that really matters and it's something that she's dealing with on a day-to-day basis. So we need to see it. And then she still brings the heat against everybody else and she can still defend herself. Like she is, honestly, she might be the most well-rounded of the housewives at this time. That's a, that she is can a do everything. Crazy statement to make considering our stance on her. I agree with you. Uh, yeah, I know. But like what my stance was on her last year after her and Marisol season compared to this year. And that's what's so great about these shows, the ever evolving. Yeah. And that's why I pride ourselves here at the Bravo Bros for being able to change our opinion, we change our adapt. stance. We adapt. Adaptability here at the Bravo yeah, Bros. Yeah, we're, we're adaptogens. Yep. Add that to the list. fungus. Add that to the list. <laughs> that's a real word. Is Adaptogens? Yeah, it's a, uh, I believe it's a fungus. So we are the fungus. We are fungi. We're fun, We're fun guys. guys. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Nice. That was uh, not intentional, but nope, that was great. good though. Good stuff. It's, it, hey, you're good. It's a good morning. We're caffeinated. Yeah, March first, baby. Things are looking up. But we get into Todd skipping the party, and the whole side note and side comment of Adriana being like, "I asked him about, you know, you have time to work on your marriage," and he said, "That's it on the nose." I don't think that's what this is. I 100% think that Todd has an issue with Adriana has an issue with some of the other women in the group, didn't feel comfortable going to this party. It, it's so weird. The whole thing is so bizarre that he would help set it up and then hang out in the gym downstairs. And then also tell Alexia that he has issues with Adriana and everybody knows that he has issues with Adriana, but the only it. person that he told the truth to was Adriana. Adriana. Like, no, she's lying. Yeah, and we catch her in lies all the time, but it was just the defense of it is is crazy. It's like, no, this was weird. This Todd, this is weird, and this is why people have questions about your marriage, and they have certain questions about what's going on behind the scenes, like financially, everything else. Do I believe that they're in financial hardships? I no, I don't. They went on like a trip to Italy, and then I think she just bought a Lamborghini, so I think they're doing okay I think there. They're fine. They seem to be fine. The apartment. How much is the apartment? Like 30, Six- is it sixteen grand or thirty grand? I, I think, think thirty. Lisa. They have thirty-five. It's some. It's an astronomical yeah, it's number insane. to rent. So like, I think they're okay there, but. But I do think that this is why they call it into question because of scenes like this. It's like, this is weird. It doesn't make sense. The pieces don't add up. So I, I do have a theory on this now, and it, it they kind of led in this direction anyway. I don't think Todd, and I know a lot of people do think that he really wants to be on the show. I think that after what happened last year with him and Anthony and that whole meltdown, and then he had to apology leave that video. Like, six-minute apology video it on Instagram. It was longer than that. It may have been longer than that. It I was longer. I think it was nine I make minutes. up a number, and like it's never long enough. Like I always try to make a joke about how long the video was, and it's still not long enough. No. But, um, <laughs> but he, like, I get the sense that he doesn't want to put himself in those situations on camera. Not that he doesn't that. want to put himself in those situations in general. He just knows that, especially after his performance last year, and this was early enough in the season where they're, you know, they're having the party. It was like the third or fourth episode. He's going to be in his own element. Like, do we really 
does Todd really want to see himself on camera talking to Anthony after That's last year? Point. Does Todd really want to see himself talking to Adriana? Like those are the things, and he knows, especially with Adriana, she's going to push it. She's going to make sure that she is right next to him, just in case they can have a conversation for the cameras. Like yeah. she is very camera aware. So I don't think that he wanted to be in that situation. I think that that's really what it is. I, I just don't think he wanted to be there that early in the season because we got to see him a little bit later when you know they went on the double date with Anthony and Nicole, which I guess it seems that everything squashed there. And then he popped up here and there, but it was mostly just Alexia scenes. Yeah. I don't think he wants to be in the group on camera. I don't think so either. And I think maybe that stems from, I, I still think it's one of the funniest moves ever that Anthony sent him flowers and chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> oh, apologize. yeah. Like, it was so good. It gets back to Alexia and Adriana and Andy points out, like, it seems like you guys made up during the season. And then Alexia's like, yeah. And then I watched the season and we watched it at home. And it, that was one of the interesting things as we're watching it, because we're seeing them come back together on screen. Mm -hmm. Then we get to a confession with Adriana. All she's doing is talking shit about Alexia. And then we get the scene with her and Julia driving and she's talking about their finances and bringing Anna into the mix. That's when she gets added to this whole thing. Yeah. I imagine that after seeing the season, Alexia's fed up. Because yeah. all Adriana did was try to tear her down and then face-to-face -face was trying to be all lovey-dovey. Like, makes total sense to me. And this is Adriana's MO. She tries so clumsily to play the game. And it's, I have learned, and I'm, I'm genuinely not trying to fuck with you, and I know you think I am with Adriana sometimes. I've grown to like it. I don't know why. I know it's weird. I know it goes against pretty much all of my principles. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't, especially coming from me. I get it. So I get why you think I'm gaslighting. There's something about it where I'm like, this is just so wacky that it adds a weird, different element to this show. It's just you have this random wild card in Adriana where it doesn't even add up half the time. It never lands, but that's kind of the charm of it. That's where I'm coming from with that. And yeah. I, I know you don't agree. No, I, I definitely don't but agree. That's but that's what my whole thing is. I do is think that it's funny to see Alexia go through this entire season where she turned a new leaf for the most part. I mean, she was at times friends with Adriana, defending her a little bit here and there. I do think that it came into play that she has some weird vendetta against Nicole, maybe a little jealousy factor in there. That could be part of it, and that's why the whole Anna situation kind of got believe focused that. on that. I do believe that fully, and I love that Nicole said, what, do you have a boner for me or something? Like, that's really funny. Is that, when's the last time the boner has been brought up, up on a promo? Right yeah, you bricked up for me over there? But no, I, I do think that that was part of it. But she did give Adriana a little more leeway and a little more grace to operate with this year instead of just jumping down her throat the whole time. And we didn't really enjoy that. Like, even me as an Adriana, I don't want to call myself a hater. And... And I will, actually. As and an Adriana, Adriana. And Adriana, yes. That would be me. Club one. Um, I, even as that, I didn't really care for Alexia jumping down her throat every time that she opened her mouth. Yeah, That wasn't fun for me because I don't really need to see that. And she didn't do that this year, but she has to feel dumb or she has to feel played watching this season back. Because you, what you already said, watching Adriana the Confessions just bash Alexia and talk about her finances and then sit in the car with Julia and talk about her finances again. Like this entire thing, and that's really the only, aside from the Todd missing at the party thing, Alexia's storyline as far as people going against her was about her finances. Yeah. And nobody really got on board with that. They didn't really, really pull into track. it. Just because of the whole Lisa aspect too, where like yeah. then you get to just see the other side of that where it's like, all right, Lisa, you're still driving Lenny's car. So maybe Alexia's thing isn't really that big of a deal. Just to see where that came from solely. No one else was talking about it except for Adriana. That's got to piss her off. Yeah, it definitely, especially when you see the scene of her in the car, like trying to finagle Julia into being on her team. Like it does bring up an interesting point that I do actually agree with. And that is that, and it's not just Alexia and Meryl Sullivan points it out. They can all dish it. They don't take it very well. Yeah. And that's the same thing with the, it's this double standard for Alexia where it's like, all right, well, you're concerned about people bringing up your finances. You're very quick to point out, okay, well, what about the finances with Lenny and Lisa? That is a double standard. Two but, very good points by Alexia, but if, like so far, yeah. everybody in this group's a liar, myself included. Yep. And everybody can dish it, but nobody can take it. Well, Marisol is the one that says that. Oh, I thought Alexia I think said Alexia that one agrees too. with it. Yeah. Okay. Like, I think that they, but they all, at that comment, I feel like everyone in the room kind of like shrugged, like, yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Because you do see it across the board. Like, self-awareness. And that's the other thing that makes this show here. really good yeah. is they all have self-awareness. Aside from Adrian. In moments. Larsa has none. Larsa has. I keep forgetting about Larsa. Yeah. Larsa has Because none. she sucks so bad. I love this show and like overall, even to the point that Adriana, like, I'm okay with her there. I, I don't enjoy the scenes where she takes the star power from it. Where like she's the focus oh, wow. of everything. Are you okay with her being there now? That's a big step. 
just because I enjoy the show so much. Okay. Oh, so okay. I don't really, it doesn't bother me as much, okay. except for when she's the lead in a scene. I'll she doesn't need to be the lead ever. But aside from that, you know, obviously Larsa, everybody else is great. And it's because they all have self-awareness. They all understand that if they're doing something shitty, they kind of do back down a little bit aside from, you know, Lisa and Lenny, but we can give her. They back down. We're not really like, sure about that. But I agree. It, sometimes it takes a couple of episodes, yeah. but they usually. They get to a solution. They get to a conversation. Like they will sit down most of the time with the other party and like figure it out to some extent. It usually blows yeah. up again eventually, but the, it's like ebbs and flows. Ebbs, ebbs and flows. And flows we're cool with that. But it was hysterical. She pulls out her lease to prove a point. That was ridiculous. <laughs> Nicole's like, you don't, you don't have to. Nobody do wants to see that. And then Lisa books it because she has to go pee. And then Nicole, who's pregnant, who really has to pee, she runs to go pee too. And Alexia's like, these bitches, man. Like <laughs> mid sentence, she's like, damn it. But then we get again this shit. You can't. You can't make it up because Adriana, for I have no idea. I have no clue why she felt the need to write a poem about what she it means didn't to be a write star. It. There's no fucking chance that she wrote that poem. Regardless, whether it was Do you AI. Think she generated? writes her songs too? No, I mean she she openly does, and Emilio gave her those songs. Okay, but I think he gave her the music. I'm not saying that she. I, I'm not even having this argument. I don't care where it came from. She did. I don't write care if she poem. Googled it. I don't care if AI wrote this poem. I don't care if Emilio That's actually what I think wrote happens. this. Poem. Yeah, I think I think AI wrote it. It doesn't matter because the fact that she stands up and like a high school presentation reads this shit in front of the group and everyone's just like, "Huh, what the fuck is this about?" Like. It's about being a star. And she even calls Alexia. She goes, you are a star. We're all stars. It's like. Well, it goes back to Alexia saying that at last reunion, and that's fine. But nobody knew what the hell was going on. And I, me specifically, I didn't know if it was a good thing. Like, I thought that she was trying to be mean to Alexia. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, it kind of sounded like she was being nice to everybody. It was weird. And I didn't know. it was Like, I was really confused. I know. And I loved it. And I I didn't love it. Alexia did def- did not agree that she was a liar as well. She says, I'm the only one here that doesn't lie. And that's when Larsa across the room was like, don't say that. Don't say that because that's not true because now you're saying mean things about me. It's like, bro, we've watched you <laughs> lie. We have we have it on camera multiple, multiple times of you lying, getting caught in a lie. Let's talk about the Gertie thing where she clearly tells you, please don't talk about this. Don't tell anybody, which you shouldn't have to tell somebody after you share with them your cancer diagnosis. It should be implied, hey, not your business to share. And then she, as in episode two, you're going to see it. Like she plays the semantics game and says like, I thought you meant don't share it with social media. It's like, shut up. No, shut spo- up. Hey, not that hey, dumb. Well, well, no spoilers. No spoilers. I know, but that was a big one. Cause don't it pissed me off the fact that she can still do it. And then they just start yelling back and forth. Like Gary's like, you're a liar. And Lars is like, you're a liar. It's literally that you're a liar. No, you're a liar. No, you're a liar. No, you're a liar. And it gets kind of chaotic there for a second. But this brings back the the pot-stirring comment because Gertie calls it to her attention and Nicole jumps in. You know, in regards to Julia, she's talking about the truth and in regards to Larsa being the pot-stirrer, again, she plans ahead. She's calculating. She's manipulative. She looks for a leg up in the competition and Alexia brings up this fight that I guess happened at Lisa's wedding because people were doing cocaine at Lisa's wedding. And let's talk about this for a second. The cocaine thing let's talk about up. this for a second, okay? Let's just get this out of the way because of the, the Leah McSweeney shit coming out. And then Kathy Griffin thought that she could I love jump that we're in. doing this in the middle of the I Miami region. I know. Because I have... Oh, yeah. That's also really funny. But it is no... I hope it's not a shock to anybody that some reality stars and Andy Cohen dabble with cocaine. Like, who gives a shit? When that lawsuit came, I was like, who cares? I actually, um, I'd like to share a few of my favorite tweets from that. Okay. This is a fun little tangent. All right. Here's my first uh, quote tweet that I saw, and it was about Andy Cohen is under fire for allegedly doing blow with housewives and playing (laughs) favorites. Somebody quote tweeted and said, okay, would you get mad at a dentist for flossing? (laughs) Uh, The other person said, is that not his literal job? Yeah, there were there were a lot of good ones that came from that one. I, the dentist, like, from... this just in, water is wet. Like... Yeah, it, it's it's insane to me. It's like okay, okay. Yeah, and like in this scene to bring it back to what we were talking about, and that's look, I'm not advocating for cocaine use. I'm just saying like cocaine is not a sponsor of this podcast. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying like cocaine's good. I'm just saying like this is not groundbreaking news. No. Like this is not earth shattering by any means. Neither is it that people at Lisa and Lenny's. If this is the wedding of Lisa and Lenny. Of course there's cocaine there. In Miami? In Miami? Like, that, again, least surprising news ever. But Larsa, 
in this, I guess there was some kind of feud and somebody called her a bad friend. And in her defense, she was like, if I was a bad friend, I could call the press and let them know that people were doing cocaine at this wedding. To me, knowing Larsa or watching Larsa on the show, not obviously not knowing her, but watching her interact with these women and watching how she plays the game, that is an underlying threat. That is her saying, I can do this, you know? Yes, it is. And that's her telling them, like, back off or I will. Like, anything that she's saying needs to be not just taken at face value. There's underlying threats involved. That's what she does. That's how she does this. That's how she's always done it. She's looking for an angle. That was her angle. If you want to take her side, if you don't back me on this, watch what happens. I'll do this in a heartbeat. Live. Yeah, that's... Watch. <laughs> Threw me off. But it got to the point where, like, to defend herself, Nicole took it so seriously that she went and got a drug test the next day just to say, like, I wasn't doing cocaine at the wedding. Like, that's how seriously you have to get it. ahead of these things. Like, if Lars is going to do. say that, yeah. yeah, like, this could come out in the press. And especially somebody like Nicole, who we watched last year when Marisol went after her profession and saying that she was hooking up with guys, like, cheating on her husband and hooking up with people like her, her subordinates at work and all this shit. And she's like, I could lose my job for this. Yes. So, yes, if Lars is going to say that, clearly people are going to take her seriously. Yeah, you got to back yourself up. So you can't sit there and say, oh, I was just saying if I was a bad friend, I would do that. It wasn't a threat. It's like, I don't think you know what threats are. I don't think you know what the definition of threat is. I have no idea. Like, you have no idea. And, like, this wraps up the episode. I mean, we get this scene where Alexia goes back to Larsa's dressing room, and it seems like they're okay, but that's where Larsa... Larsa's her own worst enemy, too, by the way, because she's trying to talk to Alexia. Like, it's about the lying comment again. I don't know why this one gets under her skin so much, unless she's a compulsive liar. And that hit home. And she's really upset that somebody called her out on TV for being a liar. That's what I get from this. Because she's like, when you say that about the group, like, that really hurts my feelings. When have I lied? When have I lied about anything? And I'm I'm not even mad. I'm on my couch laughing. I'm like, dude, come on. Were you standing, though? No, no, no. I was, I was relaxed. Like, it doesn't, she doesn't oh, okay. get under my skin with that kind of stuff. Because it's like, it's so obvious. Let's go back to last year. All that bullshit with Nicole. That could have lost her job because you lied. Let's go through this season how many times that you lied. There is a pattern here. You are a liar. Everyone knows you're a liar. That's your MO. It's what you're known for. You're not known for anything else at all. You are Larsa Pippen, the liar from Miami. Correct. That is what you do. So Alexia doesn't back down. She kind of doubles down the story. She does change the the verbiage a little bit where she's like, no, I, I was saying that you said you could do this if you wanted to, but you're not a bad friend, so you won't. The implication is there. People have to protect themselves from Larsa Pippen because she will try to throw you under the bus and ruin your career. So they did their due diligence and took care of that side of the street, and they just start going at it. And Andy, it goes to a clip of him, like, do you hear what's going on in the other room? Like, this is going to be a long night, and it is. But flashback real quick to Larsa. She says it, it's quite possibly her funniest line ever in the history of Larsa Pippen. I haven't spoken negative about anyone ever. Yep. Ever. Rewind 10 minutes, Larsa. This is where we talk about it all the time. It's such a funny concept of, do they not know that they're on camera sometimes? Do they not know that that thing in the back of their dress is a microphone? Do they not see the boom mics over the stage where it's yeah. like, oh yeah, this is being recorded? Kind of makes me regret saying that they all have self-awareness. Well, I, I pointed out she that Larson does not. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's the exception. Yeah, like she has no self-awareness. I love it's, that. It's so, but it's comical. Ever. 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 And it's Ever. comical at this point. It's absolutely comical because she literally doesn't see what we all see. Or she thinks that she can manipulate her way out of it. And it never works. Ever. Ever. But it was a great, great first episode. I, yeah, I thought it was really good. There wasn't as much yelling and screaming over each other. And this is honestly... Maybe this is what we can look forward to for reunions moving forward. No, why? Two in a row. No, see, now episode two of both. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I can't even like possibly jinx it because even I know that that's not going to happen. Well, episode two already aired anyway, so you can't jinx it. It's already out. Hey, no spoilers. I, I'm not spoiling. I'm I meant saying. for first episodes of uh, reunions. We already did those. Where we got used to people screaming over each other and we couldn't track what oh, was yeah. going on. Oh, let me just tell you to, to everyone listening. Behind the curtain. We have gotten much better at reunions. Reunions are much harder to cover. Like, because we go scene by scene. In reunions, there's no... I try to track it on who we're talking about at the time. We've gotten better at honing in on topics and subjects. 
but they are. They're a little tougher to recap. It's so tough because they start off going after one person and then another person makes a comment and then they just switch gears and go after that person. And Adriana reads a poem and throws everybody out. (laughs) Throws everybody off and it ruins our jobs. But yeah, no, this is much easier to track. Maybe we're just getting better at it. Maybe that's what it is. I I would like to think so. But uh, because we're doing an early in the morning episode or early in the day episode, we do not have questions for you guys. But Also, we don't want any spoilers for the second part. That's also a good point. So we will have questions up for our recap of part two of this reunion, which will be out on Monday. So tune in for that and make sure that you guys get your tickets. We don't have that many left, as I stated on yesterday's episode, or I guess today's earlier episode. If you're trying to come to the Philly show with multiple people, there are only a couple spots left where you can sit two to three people in an area. There's not a lot left. There's a lot of solos and a lot of doubles. Not a lot. There's a few doubles left, a few solos left. There's only one or two where it can seat three to four people. So if you're trying to come to the show, you're trying to bring people with you, do it today. Like, do it right now. Go to the link in our bio. Get your tickets. It's for next Wednesday, March 6th. Show starts at 7. Get there whenever. It's a bar so you can go hang out before the show. I think doors for the actual showroom open at like 6.30 or something like that. I think 6. Doors at 6. Yeah. Doors open. So get there. Hang out. But make sure you get your tickets. This is not a marketing ploy. We've sold enough tickets at this point where we're good. We're happy. We're thrilled at the showing. So let's scoop up those last couple tickets. Make sure you come to the show if you want to see it. We don't want you to miss out. This is all for... For you guys, honestly, we love doing these shows because it's about you. It's about the audience. We get to interact, the live reactions. Like, we live for the shows. So come out, support us, hang out with us. And then we got, what else after that, Shoots? We've got Friday, May 3rd, down in D.C. at Union Stage. Much bigger venue, so you'll have a little bit more opportunity to go ahead and bring as many people as you want. And do that. Bring a lot of people. Bring a couple tables. Why not? Bring your family. Yeah. Bring everyone. Bring Bring your your kids. Yeah, I don't know about that one, but no. Uh, bring everybody that you want. No, so bring your toddlers, because we don't cuss that much. No, and we'll teach them new words yeah, that don't like, exist yet. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, Friday, May 3rd, down in D.C. We're excited to get down to the D.C. area. So if you live anywhere from Virginia, maybe North Carolina, you want to make the drive up as far west as West Virginia, you want to come back down from Philly, you want to try to get to all three, as we talked about before. If you do get to all three, and the third one would be Friday, June 14th, up in Boston, much smaller venue. Get your tickets now. Because that seats. shit's going to sell out probably before DC does. I honestly Let's will. be honest. I'm surprised it's not sold out already. So get your tickets for Boston. That's June 14th. If you come to all three and you show us proof, we will get your reward. Yep. Don't know what the reward is I'm yet. Not sure what it is yet. But we'll get you something. Yep. If you get to Boston, you have proof that you were at the other two shows. The proof, ideally, if you're planning on doing this. Yeah, come to us and take a picture and say, hey, I'm doing the three, the three-peat. Make it to Boston. Yeah, all right. Say, I completed the three-peat in Boston. We'll have something like genuinely cool for you, not something dumb. So if you do make it to all three, we will have something for you. Unless you're related to us, don't be that guy, all right, or girl. Like, if you're related to us and you're like, oh, I did the three, shut up, man. We know you. And if you went to New York <laughs> last month, January, actually, and you go to all three, you get a high five on top of oh, it. Oh, it's good for you. If you get four, we'll have something. If you come to all four shows, then no, yeah. No, I don't want to add more to the reward. Just a high five on top. No, no, no. I, I'll do something cooler because I have I have a bigger heart than Shooter. But anyway. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. You got anything else? I don't. Everybody enjoy their weekend. The boys will have a couple episodes for you on Monday, though. Yeah. So buckle up, bros. Bro, bros are out of here. Later. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.